Welcome everyone to the newest edition of our Infinite Possibilities podcast with Mike Cobb here, the moderator, and Patrick Willis. Hello, Patrick. How are you Mike, doing? How are you? Doing great. Well, it's pretty exciting to be sitting here in Tyler, Texas, with you for a change. I'm excited that you're here because we have uh, we've done podcasts before on the, and actually where I've been seated. But the last time we did it, I think you were halfway across the country in uh, Saudi Arabia with your work in the Neo Project. Yes. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of people out there that have maybe have heard it in the peripheral, but uh, you've been you've been away now in Neom for uh, going on eight, nine months. Yeah, nine months. I yeah. thought it had been yes. I thought it had been we're coming up on a year almost that you've been right. working on that project. And I would love for those that are have listened to the other podcasts that know what we're doing with the infinite possibilities, but just to take a few minutes to because we it's been a little while since we've actually done one of these and we're yes. going to get through all the seven mm -hmm. uh, and then hopefully we my, my plan is to to put this together in a sort of a book form and and kind yes. of roll it out in, in a way and i just want to obviously amazing. thank you for all your help and, oh, and guidance during this process but you are working um they have they've decided to build a f city of the future is that what i understand well, we are we are looking at how we should be future forward and have livability be the center of how we think about life. And so um, the NEON project is, it's, it's multiple cities, but it's an entire area that will take up pretty much what you would think of as maybe much of the Southern region of the United States. It's that big of a geographic area that we're in really- Saudi Arabia. In Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. That will um, compose, really be composed of a few different um, cities of the future, if you will. Um, one, the line that many people have heard about, basically a hundred mile linear city that is um, all about how we center life around people and not around um, the things that uh, we have in our communities. Do you think about most of our cities were designed around cars or roads, around manufacturing, and then we built around that. Instead, we are literally building um, from the center of how we live as people and then how we can have our life be easier to be more interactive and be more rewarding for us. So livability is, is our fascinating. key. And then we also have um, Oxagon, which is um, will be one of the largest ports in the world. That wow. is a floating um, port and floating city. Um, and then we have Trojana, which is the mountain city that will be part of our uh, Neom uh, ecosystem. And then uh, lastly, we have Sindala, which will be this incredible resort yacht um, city that will be out in the beautiful Red Sea. So, that is Fantastic. And yes. all of this is what you're doing is centered on education for creating the infrastructure as part of the team that's doing that, right? That's right. From K through 12. Well, we actually start with two-year-olds. Oh, two-year-olds. Oh, two 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 um, oh, do you really? Yeah, okay. We start with uh, babies and we go all the way through. Um, and we are part of, a, of course, a bigger vision that looks at how we learn and how we um, have the knowledge we need in life. Again, around livability, many times people's livability is compromised by the things that they need to know or that they don't know. And so, of course, part of that is how do we help people as they grow and as they uh, mature to have the knowledge they need, but then also to be able in life to be able to gain new knowledge. And then, of course, we have Neom University that will be able to take it to all the different levels. And so a, a huge part of what we're doing, though, is really just trying to be future forward to think about what are the uh, skills, what are the competencies people will need in the future and then to build uh, learning around that rather than have this idea about that we we one know everything that you need to know we know that um, we didn't know about um, ai and chat gpt even six months ago and wow. now 
you might need to know how to write a prompt or how to interact with that, right? So we're designing competencies, not a knowledge base that people have to know. So that, that's the work that we're up to. And it's, it's fascinating getting to live in this very, very collaborative, but, but really amazing um, uh, community where we have over 100 nationalities representing um, uh, all over the world. It's, it's like just, an, almost a mini United Nations it right really there in, in that concept. Uh, on a regular basis, my wife and I are meeting people that are coming from different places of the world with these really unique backgrounds. But one thing that we all share is that we're committed to this vision about how we might change the way not only the Saudi Arabia sees the future, but how the rest of the world can see it. And that is what I'm inspired by with the Neon Vision and the Saudi Vision 2030 is that we want to be that future um, incubator for the entire world, right? Every future city we hope will look to what we're doing in Neom as a way to learn how to build a better life for people. Um, so that is the vision. That's what we're inspired to. Now, that is fantastic. You've been up to some fun things too, because we have taken a little bit of a break here um, as I've jumped into my new roles a little bit, but you've also uh, taken on some new roles and new responsibilities. I, I did kind of separate from my consulting firm. Yes. Um, I've been named executive director of a family foundation here in Tyler, and we've been working with the family since uh, uh, April of 2021, providing some um philanthropic counsel to their family office, but now the foundation has formed and that, again, that's a separate part from, from Patrick Phillips yes. strategic consulting, but it is a great project and I'm super excited to be um, d diving into that. And that yes. has taken quite a bit of my uh, time as well, but it's, uh, I think it's going to be a great forward uh, visioning organization. And so yes. I'm, I'm excited about that, but I'm happy to have you back here in the States for a few days before you go back over yes. the, at finishing the project you're on and, um, you know, working on, on this for uh, the seven uh, arenas of infinite possibilities has been really something that I've, we've started, I think we started this maybe working on it in July of yep. last year, I, I guess that's, that's it right. was. Yeah. So it's, it, as I was kind of formulating it out, mm -hmm. we formally put it together. We've been yes. talking about it for some period of time. That's right. So just like with any project, they sometimes they have starts and stops, yes. but uh, I am excited about continuing uh, this forward. I do believe these seven arenas are some of the most valuable um, tools you can use to run a nonprofit because it gives you a roadmap you know, but we've said in one of our um, other podcasts, and, and I guess the older folks may understand, but when you have a random McNally, you knew where you were going, right? You didn't, we didn't have to rely on GPS or right. all the, the, the uh, technology of the future. We had, yes. we had a roadmap, but it's still the same kind of concept, right? The seven rings are a roadmap that we're using for um, making um, nonprofits healthier, making yeah. nonprofits more strategic, mm -hmm. and helping nonprofits to reach their potential and their board members, not just the nonprofit exactly. itself, staff, but really the board and staff kind of working together. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I, I'm excited about this. Obviously, I this. I've, I've been drawn to your concept of the seven arenas and, and the minute you shared it with me, it resonated with my 30 plus years working in uh, independent education and with nonprofits, the realizing that it really is that idea that we are showing up or not showing up in these arenas mm -hmm. on a regular basis for our organizations. And if we aren't intentionally um, planning for these arenas, then we either are stumbling into them unprepared and unready, or we are not showing up at all. That's right. And I, I want to go back. I love the phrase arena because, mm -hmm. you know, it's, she's made it very popularized. I guess yes. Brene Brown, Dr. Brene Brown talked about yes. being in the arena, right? Yes. Working. Theodore she Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, she bought yes. it from Theodore Roosevelt, who had talked about 
you know, at, at his speech at the Sorbonne. And so mm-hmm. you can take these wonderful opportunities and, and, and learn from individuals and how you can show up. That's right. right. And these people are helping us show up. That's right. Uh, one day you and I are both are going to have Dr. Brown on our, our Absolutely. podcast. And we'll welcome great. her anytime. But we, we, we would probably uh, that's, that's make that a priority. But I think if we can get the nonprofits boards and their staff, you know, you have a phrase that I love so much generative. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the best mm-hmm. phrases. And if the board knows their place in, in that role and the yes. staff knows their place in that role. Um, and then this part is really helping this board and the staff translate yes. the value to mm-hmm. other individuals. That's you right. know, you, you've got a great um, definition, which I think is real important, you know, value proposition, but it's, Value in this case, as we're talking, is different than worth. Yes. Right? That's right. Explain that to, because I, yeah. I think I love the concept. Yeah. So this this arena of the value proposition is one that every organization um, lives in and that they have to think about, but many organizations don't know how to manage it. So again, the work that you do with organizations, I think is so um, important because all of us know our worth. We, we know that we exist for a reason and each of our organizations have the things that we do that have worth but the worth and the value are not the same thing always first of all the worth uh, is based on who is who is using it who's involved with it what work are you doing the value is how i connect to that message of your work and so as an organization we have to make sure that we're very clear about what that value is for those in the community whether they're uh, someone who might be a donor someone who might be a volunteer someone who might be a board member someone who might be an employee that how do we build the value proposition and why we use the term value proposition is that each time someone hears about your organization or they interact with it, there is this proposition. Do you see value in this? Mm -hmm. What is the value for you and the work that we do? And the way that you build value um, in in this proposition is that you have to be able to differentiate yourself. You have to be able to show what is unique about the, the things that you do. What is that worth and how then you do translate it into high value. And, and, and I think that's a, a good point in that a lot of times organizations can talk about what they do, mm-hmm. but they can, they don't really drill down to why they do it, which right. is, you know, we, we've talked about the why and mm-hmm. the golden circle. And that's a lot of, uh, obviously the work Simon Sinek has done, but I think it translates to what we're talking about in this instance, mm-hmm. that if you can, people can, if you don't, if they don't understand it, if they can't assign a value to it, themselves or they will assign a value to themselves that's right and if you can't help them see the value in that then they are going to clump you in with another organization maybe they think of you doing the same thing right how are you unique exactly so that rolls into translating to donors how how if i'm going to write a check to you i want to know why you do what you do and what makes you unique about it that's right and are you duplicating a service that's right or is the duplication of the service necessary that's right i mean if you think about it there you know that's always been a deal where people say duplication of services is bad well maybe geographic splits yeah. in a community make duplication of services a necessity because right. one population can't get to the other side yes. to, to reach a service. Yes. So yeah, I well, think there's, well, I there's heard, value I, in that. I heard you give the example recently where you were talking about um, a local um, provider here in town uh-huh. that is in the medical field. And I thought it was a really a great example that I, I'll ask you to share it. But that, that, that to me is the difference between there are many people in a community that are doing a service. Mm-hmm. But then if you get to the why, that's the value proposition. So share share the story about 
how you had someone who was working in the community in the medical field, but they said they weren't about being a medical practitioner. Oh, it was in, in it was a, a physician and they came in and said, uh, they made the conversation started around their practice. Yes. And they gave these examples as to, you know, we practice medicine so that you are able to live your best life so that you can come up with, um, so that, that you feel your best mentally, physically, yes. and spiritually, right. that our goal is to work with you to assist you in this, these processes. Oh, and by the way, we practice medicine. So, so anyone listening right. right now, they immediately hear the value in that, right? If you right. walk into a, a doctor's office or to a medical place and that, you know, you mean, at least we hope yeah. that you're going in there because you're going to receive some medical treatment. Sure. But instead, if the message is that we're here to help you live your best life yeah. for you to be healthy in all the categories that matter to you, all of a sudden there's value. I want to show up that place. I want to be there. Yeah. And it's different than if I went to the place next door that's just going to check my blood pressure. Right. right? Yeah. And so I think that's what we want for each of our, our organizations is to be able to have that clear cut message about who we are and why we're different. Now, some of the ways that I know you work with organizations to bring this about is, first of all, having... Um, an elevator pitch and then having common mm -hmm. vocabulary. Those are some key things. So talk about and that. Elevator pitches have gotten a bad rap over the years, It's which is it's mm -hmm. interesting. A lot of times there have been a lot of, you can Google, you know, yeah. elevator pitch and uh, you'll come up with, you know, death to the elevator pitch, get rid of your elevator pitch, yes. you know, all of that kind of stuff. I, I really still think they matter. Yeah. I think the elevator pitch is an important concept or, or it's the cocktail party exactly. pitch or it's the whatever softball yes. game pitch, whatever yes. it is that you're able to interact with individuals where you're able to really encapsulate and share the value of the organization yeah. with another person. And they hear that from me, let's yes. say I'm the executive director, but if they hear that from my board chair mm -hmm. at the softball game right. and they, they run into a friend at a, the bank who serves on the board and they're talking about it and they mm -hmm. use the same vocabulary, right. all of a sudden that vocabulary becomes something that they recognize That's right. and it is a perceived value Absolutely. attached to that organization. And when you can match those and align those, mm -hmm. and if your board understands that, uh, let's just say that you're a, a, a performing arts organization and 20% of your ticket sales, mm -hmm. come, uh, you know, provide the the proceeds to put on the, the concert mm -hmm. or the play or yeah. whatever that you're doing. Well, if that's the case and people continue to hear that, they realize yes. why you're raising money because there's 80% that's not yes, covered that's by, right. by, by the ticket sales. Exactly. And so they need you, yes. right? Your contribution matters. All of a sudden, that attaches a value that's right to that organization and their proposition. So much so. Well, yeah, I, I mean, any of us who've worked in nonprofits understand that um, connecting to a donor, connecting to our constituents, uh, it, it rarely happens on the first touch. It, it right. happens on multiple touches. And, and what, again, I've learned over the years is that I'm not responsible for the majority of those touches. And yeah. so I, it is someone who is sharing the message. It is someone, like you say, who then echoes something that was said uh, on either a meeting or in a tour that they met at a softball game or in the grocery store. And so having that common vocabulary is so important to helping someone see the value, see the uniqueness about the organization, but then want to connect to it and see again, how they can add value to it. And that's what we all want. We want to increase the capacity 
or organizations by having that value increased by having more people jump on board with it, whether it is through donating or donating or through, again, uh, giving their time and volunteering or again, being an incredible vision centered and strategic partner as an employee. So, you know, when we think about this value proposition, then it's just, it's essential that we understand how we get to, we have to have our why, as we've talked Mm -hmm. about in our previous um, podcast, but then as you get to the why's and how do you then share that message and how do you bring that uniqueness to what it is that we have our value? And there's lots of ways we can do that at, with nonprofits. Um, but you know, some of those ways are of course through how we message and mm-hmm. building that kind of vocabulary It's through how we create collateral around how do we share that and how can we communicate it in a quick and efficient way, especially in this world through things yeah. like media, yeah. things like digital media. Yes. Print and, media. Yeah, absolutely. Still, and, and even, even the, like, for instance, we'll drill down to fundraising, you know, annual fund campaigns mm-hmm. still derive from the physical That's right. mail. That's right. They still receive a significant amount of, especially in smaller and rural communities. Yes. Uh, but, but even larger, mm-hmm. it's still that touch yes. that people are wanting to receive whenever they're right. trying to connect. Well, right. and, and you've got to know, you got to have a wide if, spot. I want to get right. a, a good example for how important value proposition is, because we've all, every one of us as uh, people who live in modern times have gone through our mail yes. and have sorted through in a very quick way um, what we connect to, what we That's don't right. connect to. That's and right. when you think about those that you see the value, you understand they know their value and you can connect to it immediately through their messaging, right? Yeah. Um, same thing as, as we watch commercials, we tune out. 90% or more of those commercials, but there's that one that comes on. We're like, Hey, what, what was that? They, that was, and that is what we want to do, but you cannot create that messaging and have that value proposition be successful unless you know who you are first. And then you then have a combo vocabulary, how you build it. And then going back to your elevator pitch example, I think it's really unique to me because elevator pitches have gotten a bad rap, but I think it's more because that became then this personal thing where it became like, have your own personal elevator pitch. And I, I do point. think there's Good some point. limiting natures to that, that, you don't close a personal relationship in a 30 second elevator sure, ride, sure. but you can certainly build value proposition for a organizational mission in 30 seconds. I've done it many times, sure. right? And matter of fact, I like to have 30 seconds to, to cast a quick vision. So organizationally, we have to have elevator pitches. Personally, I don't know the value of those anymore. I mean, I think that relationships take a lot longer, mm-hmm. but having those touches and having, like you say, the multiple people, a board member, uh, someone who is a part of your organization, someone who is benefiting from your work, and then yourself as maybe the ED or someone, having that elevator pitch that sounds the same is important. And it's not a bad thing. It's a very good thing. Absolutely. No, it, it, it is. And I, I want to go back. I like when you talked about you know the, the kind of drilling down. One of the strategies people can take away from how to add value proposition is like with your annual fund. Mm-hmm. The example you gave is sorting through the mail. If, you, if your materials are hand addressed and hand stamped and uniquely packaged mm-hmm. as a, uh, a solicitation appeal. That's that's something you can take away because right. that's something that will differentiate your that's organization. Right. If they understand understand your brand, understand who yes. you are, it becomes more of a known commodity. Yes. And people can can take just that one strategy a takeaway from today right. is what are your collateral materials look like and exactly. are they providing the value you need for your organization right. so uh, there's you know there's lots of ways to to, mm-hmm. to look at this but i think in in kind of our uh, short time together 
we really want people to, to understand that value proposition makes their organization stand out if they can define how they're unique. That's right. And, and how they can help people understand right. the value, not so, the worth necessarily, because they may right. not be able to always ascertain that yeah. personally if they've never experienced what your cause or your organization does, right. but they can translate it to the value and know that it's important. Absolutely. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit deeper, because I think that is the unique thing that people do struggle with is that, you know, as organizations, we, we know our worth, we know some of the work that we do, but we really have a hard time creating that that, that edge to it that is the differentiator, right? What is it though about how we do it or what it is we do that is unique? Because most of our organizations are not unique organizations to the world. They True. are doing very important necessities in our communities that have been duplicated or repeated across communities all over the world, sure. right? So that I, I work in schools, right? I am not unique in being someone who works in education. That has been done for centuries, uh, more than centuries, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But, but, I hope that the way that we approach what we're trying to do about being future forward and how we go about it is unique though. So, you know, if someone were to talk to me and I had 30 seconds and I, I mentioned that we love learning, that we have great teachers and we have really smart students, that that is all true. Those are very important parts of what we get to do, but those are not differentiating what we do from any other, other school. They're, I, they're commonplace, right? I, I really hope every school would say they have great teachers. If they don't, I hope they're really working yeah. on it. <laughs> I hope they have really good students and Absolutely. I hope that they care and love about learning, but that it is your, your, your differentiator, your value proposition is that we approach it. Um, for us, it's about authentic learning and creating student agency and agile framework so that students find a way to have their learning be relevant, how they take ownership in that, and then how they learn how to process in a modern world, the amount of data and information we have, right? So that is what makes what we do unique. And so every organization has a, hopefully a uniqueness about who they are that differentiates why I would see value in that over the other folks that may be doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really important for everyone to understand that it is, I mean, we're all about relationships, really the work that we do is about relationships, but that itself is not unique because that is what we all do. It's about that, that value proposition, that one unique thing that we have that makes the way we approach it different. That's great. Mm -hmm. That I, I, I absolutely encapsulated it and I appreciate your sharing in, in those terms. And I hope that, that the folks that are listening uh, out there understand that it, if you can, you know, put these, put these places together in these arenas, uh, as we've talked about in these, these seven arenas, uh, your nonprofit organization will, will, will grow. And that's, that's what we're all yeah, about. Absolutely. In, in well, consulting. and I just want to make sure that everyone knows that, I mean, what we're talking about here is a, a really, uh, it's the surface of this and that these are really important deep dives that each organization needs to be endeavoring with. And if you're not, then you are allowing each person in that comes in contact with your organization to be making their own value proposition on their own terms. And so working with you and having uh, been able to work with the board or work with the leadership team to actually then think really consciously about what the value proposition is, but then think about how do we go about strategically sharing this? How do we create those multiple touches? It is it's important work. And if you're not showing up in this arena, if you right now were to go into your board or go into your leadership team and say, what's our value proposition? You were to get multiple answers. You're not showing up in that arena yeah. um, and, and you need to be doing that. So I, I know that the work you do, it takes time for them, but it's also something you can do in short sessions. Is sure, that right? sure. Yeah. We can do uh, sessions in, you know, for encompassing board trainings, obviously longer terms and strategic planning processes. Mm -hmm. 
so there's there's various uh, degrees that we can provide this information to nonprofit organizations, and we hope that they will uh, really take these these arenas uh, seriously, and will mm. will hopefully they'll impact what they're doing. Yeah, and they want to grow their organizations, and you know I just can't say enough about strategy. You know every just like every donor in fundraising deserves their own strategy. Mm -hmm. The governance of your board deserves a strategy. I mean, we hate yeah. to admit because no one wants to read bylaws, but yeah. the bylaws deserve their own strategy, Very right? So. Everything that you do, uh, if you're running a nonprofit organization, it is akin to running a, a for-profit corporation mm -hmm. with the, the duties and responsibilities that you're supposed right. to do. The differential is obviously the, the sector of the economy that we're, we're talking right. about, but the seriousness of the organization mm -hmm. and the seriousness of what the directors are doing is right. exactly the same. Exactly. And we want them, we want the nonprofit community uh, and sector to get the uh, the credit that it deserves for what it does. Absolutely. And, and our our work and what we do in the seven arenas is to foster that good work. That's right. Well, so, yeah, I mean, thank you, Mike. Uh, so, so often, I mean, I think we forget the, um, we know the value of the work that we're doing in nonprofits as far as the difference we're making in communities, but we also know, and if one thing I'm most proud of, being an American is that our nonprofits in our country are worth more than you could ever put yes. ever on, right? The, right? the work and the, the, the contributions they make in our communities are what make our life so unique here. And that we have to make sure that we um, that, let people see the value of that, right? Absolutely. Too many times we, we don't want to put a dollar amount on it, but it is worth more than we can actually add up. But, you know, I think that going back to your seven arenas, there, there probably are people that are listening that have a, a small nonprofit. That they're like, well, we're just getting going here. I mean, sure. like, I don't even understand these arenas or, or what, what it means. And I'm just trying to show up wherever I have to today right? Yeah. To, to keep the lights on. Exactly. But I, I do think it's important for them to understand that they, they may not be able to be in every arena at every moment, but they need to have a grasp on where they are. And that's part of what you have yes. in your infinity circle, right? Yes, so absolutely. talk about that a little bit about the, how we know that where you are in the life of your organization. Yeah, the organizations start obviously at the very beginning stages and they go to where they're operating at all cylinders, yeah. right? So if you look at it in almost a, an infinity circle yeah. or uh, the old fashioned airplane propeller, yes, if you yeah. want to look at in that, mm -hmm. that circle, uh, that's where they are. So you've got to, you know, you've got to start your organization, you're growing your organization, you're knowing your organization, you're moving through all these phases mm -hmm. and you don't ever want to get to a point where your organization, where, where if it's all running on all cylinders, then you, that's great. You can't live there that's right. because you'll eventually, if you don't reinvent yourself mm -hmm. or, or become applicable to the services you're providing, because the, it changed. Yeah. The only thing constant right. has changed, That's right? right? Exactly. So if you look at organizations, you know, that were at the height of their career and will trans translate to the for-profit sector, you know, Blockbuster had the lock on Friday nights, right. right? I mean, you That's wanted right. to get there, you wanted to get the video, you wanted to get the, the, right. the experience uh, for Friday night. And then the Blockbuster didn't transfer forward yes. into the streaming world. That's right. And so now you've got a company that, that became irrelevant. Mm -hmm. So you've got to always, even when you're on top of the world, yes. watch watch for signs that you can become irrelevant and yes. just circle back That's into right. that stage. And, and you may go into different other stages mm -hmm. because you may have different um, areas that you need to focus on. You may not, you're not That's starting right. always from the beginning, That's right? That's right, exactly. Uh, but yes, definitely. Yeah. And I think it's important for organizations to know where they are in the life cycle um, in the continuum, it really yes. is important to know where you are in the yeah. continuum. And we, we certainly help organizations discover that. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's so important. I think if uh, you're out there and you're listening and you're thinking, I, 
I don't know which arena I'm in right now or where I live on the continuum. That is important work that that you can help them with. And again, whether you're starting off and you have been in the nonprofit work for um, a year, a month, or you've been doing this for 50 years in an organization that is very highly functioning, that, that knowing the arenas and how you can show it much. Every one of these arenas has the next level, right? Absolutely. Every arena has a third floor, a fifth floor, yeah. a 50th floor Absolutely. based on your organization and that you can help them guide through that strategically. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. We'd love yeah. to help. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, uh, so good always to visit on this. And uh, we are going to continue to go through each of the seven arenas with, again, like this, a very summary, high-level look at it. And then also hopefully pique your interest to, ask good questions for your organization. And then if you're interested to reach out to Patrick and help him, uh, let him help you go through a deeper dive into each of these arenas or to look at the continuum of your organization and uh, do great work so we can continue to amplify the infinite possibilities for all of our organizations uh, across the country. Uh, that, yes, that's exactly what we want to do. That, that is why we exist. That's why our company exists is to, to do that very thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, uh, if, if uh, folks can find uh, more about the company that I, I, I uh, operate on willistyler.com or Patrick Willis uh, Strategic Consulting on Facebook, we'll give you connections and opportunities for uh, contacting me. And, and uh, I would love to help organizations understand their value proposition and understand their governance structure and understand their fundraising and, and help them because a, a highly functioning nonprofit organization that's doing great work in the community will um, move the needle forward for whatever issue that is important to you. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. Well, again, I hope today we've given you some things to ponder on this value proposition and that you'll be thinking about how you are sharing what it is you're passionate about and the things that you're doing in our communities and that you will think about how can I help that value proposition be amplified for the work that we're doing and that we can actually be part of that in the future. So thank you all again for tuning in. We will be back with y'all in the future with another podcast soon. But again, we thank y'all for joining us and we will see you next time. Thank you, Mike. <laughs>